Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode four of The Road to Melbourne. This is the Relaxed Running Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here. I'm your host, Good to be back here with you. Um, quite a few of you have been asking about the next update for the Road to the Melbourne Marathon. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, the Road to Melbourne is essentially my journey, my recordings, my updates on my marathon preparation for the Melbourne Marathon 2023. Uh, for those of you who haven't been around for a while, you might not know my background in the sport was more in the middle distance kind of area. I was a track runner predominantly. Um, sort of 1500 to 5k. I was more, I ran 349 for 1500, 810 for 3k, 1424 for 5k. I did a 10k on the road, 30.53. Um, once you start getting into the latter stages, I mean, I look back now at those times with more respect than I had for them at the time, but I never felt like at the time I really nailed the longer distances. And um, I hadn't really had that much of a desire to get back into the competitive side of running. But um, having been coaching athletes now for quite some time and just having my foot in the door and constantly writing training programs, I noticed that every time I was writing a training program, I was like, oh man, I miss this. <laughs> like, I, I really want to get back involved in the sport in some capacity. And I thought, well, the marathon's the event that I would really like to do. And so in January this year, I decided to tie up the laces. or I got out there unofficially just to start doing some more structured training i've always been running so i officially uh, uh, retired from running in about 20 i think it was 2013 or 2014 but all through that time i've been running fairly consistently probably at least two or three times a week um still been going to the gym and maintaining a really active lifestyle so it's not like i'd let my fitness slip uh, necessarily but in terms of just the load that goes on your body in terms of the structure that goes into trying to run a good run, uh, uh, marathon in terms of the preparation, the planning, the fueling, the hydration. There were a heap of things that I was excited to get back into. And so I, I tell you one thing, Let, let's just start here because a lot of you uh, who have listened to the first few episodes would know that this uh, perhaps hasn't gone <laughs> quite according to plan just yet in the sense that I thought these Road to Melbourne's were going to be updates on training. And to an extent it is, but I thought it was going to be an update on how training is going, how the long runs are going, how I'm finding the fueling and the hydration and all of that. Unfortunately, what it has been about is me trying to navigate my way through a whole series of calf strains. And I I think, which is a really strange thing to say, and I'll, I'll break this down in a minute, I feel like I'm in a really good place right now, which is so strange. I will break that down, despite the fact that yesterday... I, uh, I I triggered another little calf strain. Um, perhaps I'm being overly optimistic. I don't think so. I think I think I've finally cracked the code, and I've said that before. But I've I've done a little bit of research. I sat down last night and I was like, okay, what is actually going on here? And we'll break that down in a minute. But essentially, what I've realised is that I'm so glad I started the preparation when I did. Uh, originally, I thought, all right, I'm just going to do a 16 week build up and and we'll get into it. I have been absolutely mind blown at how much I've had to learn and how much this sport continues to teach me. When I used to run, I was very, very lucky. Like when I was competitive, I was incredibly lucky to have only a few injuries in my time. I had a, a couple of health issues uh, in terms of sinusitis and in terms of some allergies and things that took me a while to get my head around. But in terms of my actual body's ability to absorb training, this is a foreign thing to me. So 
having been away from competitive sport for close to 10 years now, coming back in and actually having to deal with calf strains, I tell you what, I'm just going to fix this curtain because that sun's hit me in a, uh, in a funny... There we go. There we go. That's better. Um, that was just for the YouTube listeners in case you're just listening to this on audio. In terms of having to deal with injuries in my running career, it was just foreign. I, I may as well be a brand new athlete when it comes to dealing with this particular injury in the calf strain. Um, so I'm going to break that down for you in a minute. But long story short, the official training, well, it, it sort of started in January. I, I'm aiming now to have a really good, solid 16-week build-up. So let me just give you a bit of background if you're new here. So I uh, started my training in January. I was training about three or four times a week, just trying to lay a foundation until February the 8th, Wednesday, February the 8th. I was flying along. Progress was, was really good. I was amazed at how quickly my fitness was improving. It was Maybe almost, a, um, sounds funny to say, but I think my aerobic fitness improved a lot quicker than my actual body's ability to absorb the work. So I noticed my, the oxygen was being delivered beautifully around my body. I was feeling good in the sessions, but I think my body was a little bit like, hang on, Ty, so we need, you need to build me up to this. <laughs> it's been a long time. So I was doing six by a K on Wednesday, February the 8th, and with 100 meters to go of my last rep, I pinged my right calf, my gastroc. And I was like, oh, this is strange. I'd never really done it before. And I thought, oh, okay, I guess I just rest it for a couple of weeks. And so I sort of did that, had a few days off, got back into running. Then on Sunday the 26th, so like two weeks later, that same injury kicked back. At the time, it was sort of uh, presenting itself in a different part of my Achilles. Originally, it felt like the tear was up in the gastroc. And then this one felt like it was down in the Achilles tendon. So I was like, oh, I'm getting Achilles tendonitis now. How, how inconvenient. So... Looking back, I'm like, oh no, that was two weeks. I just, I clearly, it's the same injury. So that that gives me a little bit of confidence. This is going to sound ridiculous because we've we've still got a few pings to go just yet. So essentially, I've done that same injury twice. Two weeks, I've realised now was nowhere near enough time to be getting back into a what was a 20k run. Stupidly as well, or perhaps it's stupid in hindsight knowing what I know now. At the time, I was like, oh, okay, I've got this real bad calf pain. That started to kick in at about 5K into that 20K run. I was like, I'll just see how it goes. It didn't feel like it got worse. It was pretty uncomfortable. But I was like, oh, I, I, you know, maybe I just got to learn to run with a bit of discomfort. That was a problem. Then uh, Wednesday, March the 6th. So what's that? 10 days after, eight days after I did the right one. I remember being down at a footy oval and I could feel myself holding my weight differently um, I was running barefoot as well because it's just something I've always liked to do. Never had an issue with it. I was just running laps of a footy oval, pinged my left gastroc, and I was like, oh, okay, I think I was just overcompensating for the fact that I'd hurt my right one. And then, again, I, I thought I, I hadn't done much research. I was like, all right, I guess I just get back into it and do my best to uh, to make things work. Sunday, March the 19th, right calf, still not back. And this is all the same injury. It's all the same injury. And then from there, I was like, all right, I'm really going to build up well. I'm actually going to build up nicely. I'm not going to overload myself. I'd done some research. I'd listened to some people. I'd spoken to a, a physio. I'd got some professional guidance here. Um, and I started to just build back up slowly. And then I had about seven weeks of uninterrupted training and just made a, a small error, a real small error. But I mean, that's the nature of the game. On Monday, May the 8th, so it was the day after I'd done a 20K long run, felt fantastic. I was on that long run. I was like, oh, I come back. Like, this is so nice just to be back running completely pain-free, flowing along. I think I was averaging 432s. And it just felt like I was I was just jogging, which was amazing. 
the day after, came out, probably a little fatigued. Went, I was going to go to the gym. I was going to go to the gym because it was usually my off day, but I'd been inside all day, and I was like, I don't want to be inside. I want to go for a run. So I just went out, and about 4K into that run, I was like, oh, there's a little bit of tightness. I'm not 100% sure what's going on there. Is it? I don't know if it's the same pain as I've had. It was, long story short, finished that run, another little calf ping. Uh, it was so minor. It was so minor that I think I was a little impatient. And uh, yesterday, Tuesday, May the 23rd, I went out for a very slow run. It was my second very slow run after building back, perhaps a little too quickly. Again, my left calf. And so here we are. And so here we are. And so I started this podcast saying I'm strangely confident. You're probably sitting there going like, how could you possibly be confident after what you just explained to me then? There's a couple of reasons I'm confident. First of all, um, I've seen the mistakes I've made. I've got I've got it written down on paper here. I can see that it's not seven different injuries. It's the same injury that hasn't been taken care of properly a couple of times. And so with that said, I know how to uh, return properly. I know some of the mistakes that I've been making. So right now, I'm going to have uh, uh, about six to seven days completely off running. I'll keep doing my swimming. I'll keep doing some elliptical. My goal now is, hey, just keep that aerobic fitness strong. So I'm going to I'm going to keep that part of my body well trained. But at the moment, my calves are like, pop, mate, we need, a, we need a break, mate. And we need a return in a different way to what we've been returning. You need to slow it down. Frustrating thing here with hindsight, I've had a couple of people message me about my calf injuries and say, hey, you just need to return slowly. And I thought I was. I thought I was. But it turns out the, the speed at which I was returning was still perhaps a, a little bit too quick. So here's my plan. June the 25th is 16 weeks out from the Melbourne Marathon. 16 weeks is still four months. The next week I'll have, as I said, rest the calves in terms of running. And then next Tuesday I'm booked in for a massage with Brad at In Motion. Um, remedial massage, I think it is. He's a he's a running coach as well. He's also super good with his hands. He does some dry needling. Um, this guy's been really, really helpful when it comes to the exercises I need to do to get back strong. The mistake that I've been making is I've been implementing the right stuff, but I've been a little bit impatient. So as of next Tuesday, before I go and get that massage, I'm going to start with my 30 seconds of jogging and my four and a half minutes of walking. The reason I'm doing this is because one thing I've learned is with calf strains, so much of the problem comes when the fibers that are trying to reconnect, redevelop, and like sort of re-strengthen, if they're pushed too hard too early, like just going out for a 60-minute run, they're like, oh, mate, we're nowhere near ready for this, and they go again. That's the mistake I've been making. After that 30-second um, on, four and a half minutes off, the next day uh, or two days later, I'm going to do a minute on, four minutes off. And I'll do that up until uh, I get to, so probably over about a two-week period. So at that point, we'll be 18 weeks out from the marathon. Then I'll build up to sort of eight minutes with two minutes off, and then 10 minutes times three with a little walk in between, 20 minutes break, 10 minutes, and then build into some 30-minute runs until I get to 60, until I get to 90. Now, I think a perfect 16-week build-up for me is probably not going to happen. Like if you had to draw the dream plan on paper, um, just coming in strong, feeling fantastic, uh, knowing that you've got heaps of Ks in your legs, which I sort of do. Like I've been fairly consistent in between the um, the little niggles. So I've got a decent foundation to work from. But I think I'll probably get like all going perfectly, maybe a 14 to 15-week solid build-up, which is still heaps. It's amazing 
how much fitness you can develop in that short period of time. Even from the 1st of January to the 31st of January, I was like, I'm a different athlete. So if I can tie together four months of that, I'm still confident I can have a decent crack in the marathon. In saying all that, I think if it gets to the 16-week period and I have another calf strain and I have to just take another month of slow build-up, I'll probably have to uh, relook at my horizon, maybe aim at a different marathon and have a few months just to really nurture these bad boys, these calves, and look at running well. Um, the return slowly has been my number one takeaway. Uh, that's been really, that's been kind of ridiculous. Now, hindsight's funny as well, because when you learn so much, you're, you're equipped to judge the old you with the knowledge that you now have. And that's kind of the temptation that I can get caught up doing. I'm not allowing myself to do that because it's like, Toss, you've learned so much, which is actually, it's not only good for me, it's great for the athletes that I coach. Um, and I'll tell you what, one thing, like I've got so much sympathy for athletes who are, you know, trying to compete at a really high level and navigating their way through injuries. Um, confidence, uh, comfort in the fact that they're all linked. So, all right, what am I changing? Well, yesterday I went down to... Um, What's it called? The, I've completely blanked. I can see the logo, the inside running boy, Moose. He's got the jogging room, is it? The running room, I'm completely, I've completely blanked. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm gonna find this because I, I feel bad that I'm, I'm not giving him a proper shout out. Uh, if you Google Moose and Google his running store, I'm sure that'll come up. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm sorry. Um, so I went down to visit his store yesterday. I got one of the girls. I think her name was Jazz. Am I making that up? I could be. It appears as like, you know what? Give me one second. I'm just going to find this out because I feel ridiculous that I haven't uh, given the the exact name. Um, the running room. The Sorry for all of you who are just sitting there going, Tice, it's this, the jogging room, Geelong. I mean, I sh the running company. Come on, Tice. The running company. <laughs> I was down at the running company. They were unreal. Really good to get back down to a store. That They had all the latest shoes, had some pre-posters in there. They had some old school shoes, some new shoes. It was like a minimalist vibe. It was clean. The staff were good. They got me on the treadmill. They they looked at my, uh, uh, my gait, essentially, or the way that my feet land. And I've ended up in a pair of these um, Sorconi shift or endorphin shift threes i think they are yeah endorphin shift threes size 10 and a half um, i was tossing up between these and a couple of others so um essentially they're a neutral shoe the girl who looked at my foot said hey yeah you're, you're fairly smooth in terms of your pronation there's not a whole heap going on there um these are going to be good now that's that's one thing that i probably needed to change a lot earlier as well for a long time i had been getting away with like 80 dollar shoes that i just found at rebel that were relatively comfortable because i hadn't been running that much i hadn't been doing that much work and so i think they were relatively flat and apparently flat shoes can put a whole heap more pressure and strain on your calves if you're not careful as well so i'd been running in a relatively flat pair of shoes she was explaining to me the girl that helped me out was that there's a, a there's a fairly nice roll off it's not too intense but from the toe down to about the midfoot um, which is going to take a little bit of the pressure off the calves and the Achilles as well, which is really good. Um, the shoes feel comfortable. I think that's going to be a big advantage in my in my slow return. The fact that I've got some good shoes. I can't believe I hadn't looked at it earlier. I had a good chat to my wife the other day, and I was like, "All right, 
Help me out here, babe. What are the things I'm missing? I'm in, in all my emotion and frustration. What could I be blanking on? She said shoes, and I was like, oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> like how humbling it is to. Uh, it's funny when it's your own running as well. Sometimes you can get so emotionally connected that you miss the most obvious changes that need to be make that need to be made. So I've got those. I'm also, and I think I've spoken to you guys about this briefly. In between my slow build up, I'm gradually increasing the strength training and the load that I'm putting on my calves. I think one of the big problems has been that my calves just aren't strong enough to deal with the load that's been placed on them. I heard that I think it's five or six times your body weight that can go through your calves um, when you're running. So that's a whole lot of weight that your calves need to be ready to absorb. And based on the fact that it's been a pretty quick welcome back to competitive running for me, I'm sure that's been a little bit of an issue. So I'm doing some really deliberate focused calf work. I'm also doing some uh, massage. As I said, I'm just doing once a month at the moment. I think I'm going to change that to once a fortnight just to alleviate some of the tension that uh, that builds up in there. So I'm really hoping that makes a big difference. The one thing that I wanted to speak about with specific regards to you as athletes, regardless of what level you're at, is just in regards to, to mindset in these situations. I've found that in the frustration, I, I can find it really easy to, to just get pissed off, get angry, be frustrated and just want to throw in the towel a little bit, which sounds silly, but obviously when your your heart and your emotions are invested in trying to reach a goal, uh, naturally your emotions come along for a ride. And when things go the way that you envisage them going, you're all happy. And when things go uh, in another direction to what you envisage them going, you get frustrated. It's just the nature of being a human, isn't it? Like we have this idea of what our reality is going to look like. And then when our reality doesn't match up to that hypothetical or our thoughts on how it's supposed to look, we get frustrated. So I've been, and this is just for life in general, to be honest, I find this helpful um, from, from time to time, almost like a, a training, a membership for my mind in terms of mental fitness is I, I'm a really big fan of CBT. So essentially thought challenging. So for example, this has been a frustration of mine. And I've been like, all right, maybe my legs aren't ready to run. So for those of you who don't know, cognitive behavior therapy, it's essentially recognizing a, a, a unhelpful thought and replacing it with a more helpful thought. Because so often a story will come into our mind and we'll be like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a bad example. Like we'll go, okay, I'm having trouble with my calves. Um, this is an example of what I might've done. I'm having trouble with my calves. I'm 36. I'm getting older. Oh, maybe I'm just not cut out for running. And it's like, well, there's a heap of people who make returns from this really positively. So why would I just buy into that storyline? So I'll write down the negative thought, or the frustrating, unhelpful thought. And on the flip side of it, I'll go, okay, Tice, how many 36-year-olds do you know that have returned from a few years off and done it successfully? The truth is for me, I know quite a few. Uh, Matt Fox comes to mind first. He was most recently on the podcast. But there's a lot of marathon runners who do it. So with that, you can go, okay, so age might not necessarily be a factor. Is there any other factors that could be causing it? And then you're caused to, or you're forced to think a little logically, like, okay, well, all of these injuries have been linked. Um, you've got yourself a plan to come back into it. And essentially, you 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 get to a more um, a more helpful mindset where you're not just sucking and wallowing in your own misery. You're actually coming away with something more helpful, something um, more positive, essentially, to take out of it. I feel like I've waffled a bit, but I hope you understand what I mean. A, a really good book by, I think her name's Sarah Eagleman or Edelman, is Change Your Thinking. She looks at cognitive behavior therapy and how to challenge faulty thoughts like anything, like uh, changing your diet, like starting a gym program, like starting a running program. At the start, 
getting your thoughts to go in a new direction is that most difficult thing. It feels like you're trying to push a big boulder and no progress is being made. Even after, I've been doing this on and off for about 10 years. It's an area I need to be more consistent in, especially in those times where I feel frustrated, flat, angry, whatever else is going on. I need to go, Tice, what's going through your mind? What's a more effective way to look at it? So I like to sit down. I've got an Evernote file, and I'll just go, I'll write down any of the thoughts, not just in regards to running, but just life in general that are unhelpful, and I'll write a more powerful alternative. Just Pointing your mind in that direction, I've found incredibly helpful. So it's it's changed my whole perspective on this experience. I'm no longer frustrated. I can actually see potential. And I, I think it's just as realistic that things go well as they might not go well, if that makes sense. So why not just lean on the more optimistic side of things? So encourage you, if, if you've gone through a patch of frustration or uh, maybe you're down in the dumps, depressed, anxious, whatever, give CBT a go. I'll link a really helpful video that I've found in the description for those of you who are interested in, in checking out a little bit more, just gives you a bit more of a clear overview than what I'm giving you on, uh, on how to do it, how to implement it. Um, so yeah, developing that positive uh, attitude, I've got the new shoes, the slow build we've covered, the strength I've covered, um, the longer time frame I touched on briefly, essentially, uh, if this doesn't work out, who cares, I'm 36, I've got, yeah, I mean, I can run marathons for the rest of my life if I, if I want. So I've got plenty of time to be able to get my head around this. And in four years, I bet you, uh, as I'm talking to you guys on here, I, I won't even really clearly remember this frustrating buildup. Um, and the truth is, like come October the 16th, the day after the race, who's to say I don't run a great time and look back and go, oh, it all worked together well. I mean, that's also a, an, uh, an alternative or an option as well. So in the frustration now, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that things could go really well. I could also, if it's not as smooth, just readjust my goal. At the moment, I said I wanted to run 240 or sub 240. I think that requires a really good build-up. But maybe I go, okay, I want to break 250. It, just depending on the actual build-up, we, we've got to just dance and maneuver our way through that. On the flip side of it, I've been so pumped up by a number of the athletes that I coach. I've, I've got a number of athletes that I'm working on one-on-one -on -one with. I've got a number of athletes who are signed up just to receive the weekly programs. Um, I've got a number of athletes using the training hub. But the people that I have the most to do with are, are probably the the six or seven athletes that I'm working on one-on-one. -on -one. Now, these guys have been inspiring to me, especially, um, I mean, they're, they're all inspiring in a way. Brock is a, a particular guy. He lives here in Melbourne, training for the Melbourne Marathon. Man, this guy has just been, he's had the most consecutive consistent last probably four or five months of his marathon preparation and i'm so excited so hopeful that we can just tie together a nice next few months for him because i reckon big things are coming for him the melbourne marathon he's a 328 marathon man um, we're looking to to really eye off a little closer to three hours with him i've got tim rich he lives over in seattle now this guy's more of a hobby runner he's just he's got into it more recently looking at running some marathons uh David, another bloke I coach here in Victoria, he's a, a Ballarat boy now, and he's uh, he's been on a, I've told you about him before, he's on a long, slow return, he's trying to get his body strong and ready, and the last couple of weeks, he's made some huge progress, got Courtney down in Tassie, she's just signed up recently, um, she's a, a newer to the sport, she started running last August, and she's just signed up for the Melbourne Half Marathon, Aaron Henderson over in New Zealand, got Nick um, up in, I think he's far north Queensland, I've got a number of athletes, and they're all they're all moving along in their own right. Um, if uh, it was interesting the other day when one of my members or one of my athletes signed up to the the membership or the coaching membership, she said, "Hey, like 
I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not just delving in with all professional athletes. Like I'm relatively new. Am I going to be a burden? And I said, hey, you got to understand that most of the athletes that I work with are more club level runners, like they're newer to the sport. And so I say all that to say, um, these guys have been unreal. Uh, a few of them are going to be running the Melbourne Half, Melbourne Marathon. If you are an athlete and you're looking for coaching and you're perhaps newer to the sport, I would love to work with you. <laughs> the reason I say that is because it's amazing how many times people, they hear this podcast and they hear the quality of the athletes and the coaches and um, support staff that I speak to and they just assume, oh, he, he works with professional athletes. Um, yeah, I, I do. But I also absolutely love working with that that club level newer runner. So if that's you and you've been flirting with the idea of reaching out but you've been a little scared because you think I might judge you or you're not a good fit, let's find out let's find out regardless of, of whether you're just trying to run a 5k or you're trying to run your half marathon or marathon um i, I mean there's no you're not fast enough to <laughs> to join the coaching so if you would like to light up a conversation reach out to me jump over to relaxrunning.com and hit that coaching tab more than that there's there's three options as to how we can work together you can work together one-on-one where i write your programs we have a weekly call um, we have email support, or if you just want the training programs towards your goal, that's an option as well. Uh, so if that's you, reach out. We'd love to work with you. I've also linked in the description below a brand new program. It is called the Marathon Method. Now, a lot of you, a lot of you, this, this, I think since YouTube has started to go crazy, this podcast has started to go a bit crazy in terms of how many people, how many of you guys are listening now, which is amazing. Um, and one of the most popular questions is, do I have any training program that's good for a marathon? The problem with a marathon training plan is a lot of them are generic. So it's easy to put together a 16-week plan and say, oh, there you go, good luck. The problem with that is it doesn't cater for your fitness and injuries and frustrations and anything else that might come up in life. So the marathon method is an interactive and malleable training program uh, that I can offer some support in as well. So if you'd like to join that, I've added a coupon code below to save yourself 30% on your sign up, especially because it's new. I'm sure there's going to be a whole heap of features that go into it. So I'm happy to give you a discount on that for the time being. It's a 16-week interactive training program. So it'll lead you up to your marathon. There'll be an email support thing there. So if you've got any questions about how to make it a little more specific to you, I'm happy to help you out there. And it also has a resources tab. Within that resources tab, you're going to get access to a whole range of the best resources around preparing for a marathon from fueling and hydration, uh, strength and conditioning, uh, warming up and cooling down. I mean, there's a whole range of things that, I mean, you don't have to guess your way through. I just wanted to collate it all into one page so that any of the marathon members can go, oh, sweet, all right, that's what I'm about. Um, and there's also discounts to a, a whole range of our other, other products in there as well. So the uh, link to that in the description below, you also get access to the training um, yeah, you'll also get access to the 16-week training block, as I mentioned. So uh, any questions, feel free to yell out. I uh, hope that was a nice little update. I'm hoping that with about 16 weeks to go, I can come back with a, a, a more positive, um, not more positive, uh, uh, what can I say? A more consistent running, uh, you know what I'm trying to say, don't you? I can come back with a more consistent running approach. I think that makes sense. I'm struggling a little bit here today, but thanks for your patience. <laughs> all right, guys, happy training to you all. Um, I hope your running's going well. As I said, reach out if I can be of any help to you. Jump over on YouTube if you haven't already. Check out our products there. Uh, for more, go to relaxrunning.com. All right, I'll see you all here again next week. 
Thanks for listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you're ready to become a faster, more efficient runner, visit www.relaxedrunning.com 